Washed up, boy. To the Washed Up Ladies and Gents, welcome back to the 19th episode of the Washed Up Boys. I'm KG. Yo, 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 it's your boy C. Rose, brother. What's going on, man? We uh, know, brother. Took a little week hiatus. You know, had a little vacation going on. You had some big news going on. Yeah, man, I call that skip to my loo. All right, all right. Well, you know, my stuff kind of minor, bro. Like, you the man of the hour right now. (laughs) Talk to us about what happened with you last week, bro. Man, so I told y'all I had a big announcement, and I know I've been kind of going back and forth with it, Um, just trying to figure out the right moment to do it. And uh, to all the listeners, man, it was Saturday. Yeah, Saturday. And, um... I decided, man, I was going to propose to my lady, man. I know you be talking about me on the show. <laughs> well, you know, they had people reach out like, oh, man, I didn't know Chappelle was married. Oh, wait, is that his girlfriend? So now nah, <laughs> she's officially fiance. It's official, man. It's official. Uh, I got down on one knee. Um, wasn't much of a surprise, though, to her, man, believe it or not. Like, well, she listened to the pod. I feel like he was kind of showing your cards a lot, bro, <laughs> on the low. <laughs> Well, that's the thing, like, I don't know, like, maybe she didn't tell me that she listens to us. So I really don't, like, have a clear-cut answer if she listens. No, she listens. I know she do, bro. I know. <laughs> you know, she watching game film. <laughs> prepare. <laughs> so, uh, you know, man, I did it at the same spot where uh, we met um, years back. And it was actually at her grandmother's house. And uh, I think we, I went over there, like, nine, ten o'clock at night. No, we weren't doing no hanky-panky. It was our first time, you know, yeah. talking. And uh, we end up uh, talking to like 6 or 7 in the morning when the sun came up. So uh-huh. I figured that would be a, like a sentimental place to do it. And, yeah, got on one knee, man. Axter had some signs in the back. Our family was in the background. Uh, people came from out of town. So it was a good look, man. It was a – she was happy. And she said yes, y'all. So if y'all uh-huh. wonder. Thank so. goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Well, what about you, man? Oh, well, your first congratulations again, my boy. That's that's big time, man. Happy for you, man. I appreciate it, brother, man. It's a long time coming, man. I'm excited, man. I'm excited to see what's next. Already, bro. Already. But yeah, man, I appreciate the you know the, the man of the hour stuff. It was a big weekend for me, but mm-hmm. you had a kind of a big weekend too, though. Yeah, man, we had a good little week, man. Uh, me, the wife, and Kennedy, uh, we escaped down to Cancun uh, for Ooh. a few days. Yeah, man, just a little quick trip. Um, it was good, man, much needed. Um, you know, like, we like to travel a little bit, although our traveling days now are kind of more vacation days. So we just, with a kid, you know, things yeah. have changed a lot. <laughs> so we're not doing backpacking and going to hostels and stuff like that anymore. <laughs> it's just resorts and kid-friendly stuff. But, uh, you know, it was cool, man. Just relax. Um, got to, you know, meet some of the cool Canadians that go down to Mexico and some of my Mexicanos down there. So, it was just a vibe, bro. You know, I was on Uncle Don Julio the whole week. So. Hey, <laughs> I was going to ask you next. You had some of that tequila? 
Oh yeah, bro. You know I stay. That's my drink. So I feel you. Me too. I enjoy it myself, bro. But you know now I'm back to the grind, and I got to break all them habits, bro. Cause I was eating too good down there, drinking too good. So I need to go on the cleanse, bro. Man, we'll wrap it up, but you gotta tell me because you know I'm fat, man. Like, what was the favorite meal of the vacation? Oh man. Uh, so we actually went off because we was at you know the all inclusive resorts or whatever. But we actually went off property. We met this uh, Canadian couple there. And um, it was funny. They were actually, like, the dude I met, he's, like, a world champion, like, weightlifter. Big dude, man. Mm-hmm. Um, his lady, they were actually recently married. Um, mm-hmm. So they invited us out because they had, like, a driver. So they okay. invited us to go with them. Real cool. And I was like, man, if y'all, like, inviting a couple with a kid, like, <laughs> y'all are hella cool. But <laughs> So we went off property and... um. The dude that was driving, the driver, he's, like, very familiar with the area. So, he took us to this, like, it was kind of like a steakhouse, Mexican steakhouse. But they're, like, known for their um, pastor tacos. Okay. Okay. And so, we just got, like, um, he's, like I said, he's a big dude, too, man. So, we just got, like, a whole bunch of tacos, and we just went to work, bro. How many did y'all have, bro? Man, I can't even tell you, dog. They actually had, like, this thing where it was, like, um, <clears throat> like a... Of like a meal for six people or something like that, and a drive yeah. ate with us, so it worked out because it was you know six of us, including Kennedy, and Kennedy's starting to eat like a twenty five year old <laughs> construction worker now. Bro. How old is she for the people? Yeah. Thirteen months, though. <laughs> I'm like, damn, like she came to eat. Oh my god, that is hilarious. So, but yeah, man. So it was dope, man. It's um pastor. It's uh it's like a style of cooking. So they had like pastor chicken tacos and pastor pork. Um, you know, I had to kind of settle on the pork, but the the chicken was fire and everybody really enjoyed it. Um we had a well, not we, they had a lot of chorizo, which is like mm, I guess we can call it like Mexican bacon almost. If okay. I had to yeah, if I had to translate it. But mm-hmm. it was real good, man. It was it was it was a good meal. I know you would have enjoyed it. That sounds like it's banging right now. But yeah. hey, I ain't going to lie. You know, the first thing that came to mind when you said you know, met a couple and they used to say, hey, y'all come with us. What's that? Have you ever seen that movie, uh, Vacation Friend? Oh, my God. <laughs> now, tell like, me, the couple yo, wasn't like that. Was no, nah, that was, they was, they was real cool, bro. You know I had to, you know I had to bet on, you know what I mean? Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. Even though he was a weightlifting champ, he was injured. So, you know what I mean? If things would have went down, I know I could have got him. Bro. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, cool. Yeah. That's the first thing I thought of what I said. This sounded like from vacation for him. Yeah, you know, I had to do my homework, bro. And they was in Mexico, too, by the way, on that movie, I heard. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. I said that same thing. Yeah. That's hilarious. Well, that's yeah, what's that, up, man. I'm glad you had well, a good time. Appreciate you, bro. <laughs> um, before we get out the intro, man, you watching anything on TV? Oh, uh, well, of course, you know, football. yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, let's let's not do the cliche answer, but um, man, you know, I'm a big wrestling fan, and they got this show right now on uh Vice called uh Dark Side of the Ring, bro. I don't yeah, know if yeah. You, know, you know, we talk about that from time to time, right? Right, um, but I'm kind of uh, I missed the episode, so I'm kind of really interested in seeing the next one. I think his name is uh Bruce. I can't think of the name. Oh mm-hmm. man. Um, but it's a it's a real good episode coming, so that's what I'm pretty much watching. But let me tell you though, you know what I'm watching mm-hmm. late at night when I go to bed? What's that? Bro, I didn't call it bro, Parenthood. You remember that show? Oh, the old school parenthood? Yeah. 
Oh man, with uh, Robert Townsend. Robert Townsend, uh, Faze on Love. Yeah, I remember that show. Yeah, so I they used to say I used to look like the little chubby boy. I used to look <laughs> like him when I was growing up. <laughs> What's his name? Nicholas, I think. Nick, yeah, Nicholas. That is right. Yeah. That's hilarious, though. But yeah, I've been watching that, man. But what about you? Um, so when I can't watch TV, um, I've been peeping out this uh this show on Hulu mm-hmm. um called Dope Sick. Okay. It's about what's that the, about? Uh, yeah, it's about the whole like opioid outbreak that happened like in uh I guess coal miner country like Kentucky and uh-huh. West Virginia, Southern Virginia, stuff like that. Okay. Um, it's been it's it's eye opening, man. I mean, you know, you read about it, but to kind of see it put the film, you kind of feel like you know, you know, you get to know these characters. I'm like, damn, shit is shit is deep. Is um, this a reality or is this like? It's not. It's not reality. It's just kind of more of like a historical. It's based on a book. Okay. But so, um, what year does this take place? So the late '90s, early 2000s. Okay. 2000s. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So they um they kind of just touch on the whole you know like I said the opioid thing and how OxyContin basically put out their their medicine and they scammed it. You know what I mean? They they knew the effects of this medicine, but they kind of lied and was still able to get FDA approved for it, but. It's just a dirty, it's a dirty man, but it also made me think about the crack epidemic um, that happened in the, you know, late 80s. 80s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the black neighborhoods, but how America didn't have, you know, any empathy or sympathy for us, but. Not at know. all. Not at <laughs> all. So it's a different story with this, but it's still, it's still, it's still, it's still pretty dope. And of course, you know, I'm, I'm on that Wu-Tang. I feel you. Hard, bro. I feel it. I, I feel it. Shit, I haven't caught an episode yet. That's something I do want to watch, though. I heard pretty. Yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty cool because you know, like I said, I'm always biased. I'm always gonna say Outkast is the greatest hip hop group of all time. Right. I, I show respect Wu Tang, but you know, I'll be honest. I I didn't follow them like that, but it's been real fun to watch and just kind of you know. I actually didn't find myself going back through their catalog and listening to stuff. Oh, word! And that's yeah. that's when you appreciate it more too. Yeah, you know, right. Hey, right. one more uh, bonus show before we uh, get out of this segment. Mm-hmm. You ever heard of this show called The Wonder Years on ABC? Yeah, they remixed it with the black people, right? Bro, like, have you sat down and watched it, though? I'm not going to lie. I haven't because I assumed it was going to be lame. I'm like, why they got black people on this show? I'm not going to lie, bro. Just sit down and watch maybe episode one or two. I mean, it only got okay. three out, but um i sat down and just watched like you said the time that i do have to watch tv yeah i sat down i'm like this is pretty interesting like i i trust you yeah so check that out man it's called the wonder years i'm gonna give it a look i'm gonna give it a look cool and so i know you seen the video your boy urban Meyer at the bar getting a lap dance from some co-ed yeah man (laughs) Boy, a boy took two of them gas station pills and was ready to knock yeah. some down, oh, bro. Like not even <laughs> trying to hide these. Like. Wide open. Hey, and that's the thing. Like, but my question is this: now, you know um, how we are with conspiracies. Yeah, um, that's kind of too wide open, bro. Like, don't you think? Like, he kind of knew, or he that's just what like, some people saying Urban was trying to get fired, bro. Like you think he a hey, wifey? Look, I'm gonna have this chick. We ain't doing nothing. It's gonna be just a dance. I'm yeah. trying to get up out of here. You think it's something like that? They saying that, man. Especially it's convenient that this happened by the time that USC job opened up. Dang, that's right. 
to he'll go out west, bro, and dominate. He would have no competition out there. You think so? Oh, the Pac-12, he'll clean that up. He'll be in the playoffs every year. And then in USC, you know, they got the money to do it. So. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But yeah, yeah. NFL, he see that shit ain't no joke. It's the second time, right? What's that? That he didn't try to? Or is this the first? No, no. It's the first time in NFL. Oh, okay. I'm thinking about um. Nick Saban. Nick Saban. Yep. Yeah, he tried it too. Yeah. yeah. Chew him up and spit him back to college quick. No, not even a question. <laughs> yeah, man. And, and so, I, I, well, I was going to ask you, too, did you mm-hmm. also know he didn't fly back with the team? Yeah, that's why he stayed up there. So, it was, uh, that's what I said, it was weird. I think they just had played the Bengals that Thursday night, so he stayed back. So, that was just a bad look all around. Yeah, man, that sounds kind of too convenient. Yeah, yeah. Urban, I, he's too smart, bro. Yeah. I figured he would not be wide open like that. It's never happened like this, and then now it's just going to randomly right. happen. Yeah, yeah it looks shady. Um, the girl's mom that was actually dancing on her, though, mm-hmm. people started digging through this chick's life, you know, internet going internet. So they found out who she was. Yeah. And I heard they've been harassing the girl. I heard she lost her job. What? So, yeah, man. I heard, and, you know, not a digging saying that they actually, her and Urban had a relationship for a little minute now. Wow. So, I don't know how true any of that is, but be wild, bro. That's going to be interesting, bro. The, the, yeah. When the story unfolds. Straight up. So, man, I seen this um, this topic on on the net. I want to get what your thoughts was. I'm going to give you a scenario, and I need you to make a choice. Okay. You can either go back to when you're 10 years old with all the knowledge that you have now, or fast forward to you're 50 years old and have $34 million in your bank account, which will essentially trade in a year of your life for $2 million. Which one are you choosing? Man, that sounds like a Squid Games question. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh boy, what would I choose, man? This off the top, what my soul telling me. Uh-huh. Man, I'm going back to 10, bro, just knowing what I know now. Yeah. I probably not even probably, I know I can probably let me stop saying probably. I know I can make so much more than the 34 million. Absolutely. <laughs> Excuse me. I'm sorry, y'all. Get 34 million. That um, having that, you know, and, and you're already 50 too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so that's that. That it, it's tough when you automatically got the 34 million. Plus, yeah. you know, you got the mindset to kind of hopefully, if you're speaking for me, I mean, I know what I'm gonna do with it at 50. But take me back to 10. I got my youth and also too where. I can maneuver and then notice stuff in the back of my mind. Oh, bro, that's deadly. Yeah, I'd be dangerous, bro. That's deadly. Because, you know, time is a real currency. So I'm definitely going back to when I'm 10 years old with all the knowledge that I have now. Have you, know, you heard this... that? Mm-hmm. Like, do you hear that a lot from, 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 from like older people and older generations? Because that sounds like something mm-hmm. like a lot of people really say, like, man, I wish. I can go back to when I was such and such or when I was this age. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I guess that's nature. So it's a reason we don't know all this stuff at 10. It'll be dangerous. <laughs> so let me ask you a question. What, I mean, I just be putting you on the spot, but what would you do at 10 knowing what you know right now? Oh, my investment game would be bananas. At 10 years old? What? How you going to tell if I know, if, No, if I know what I know now, I don't need them. Uh, just give me, just give me my, just give me my, uh, just give me my allowance up front. 
for the year. <laughs> I, I tell you, I, I worked this out with my dad. He was he was very open minded like this. Said, dad, give me my allowance up front for the year. Mm-hmm. I want to body for the rest of your life. <laughs> Don, what a trick. If as a parent now, hearing that, oh, I'll take that trade off all day. He'll look at me like I'm crazy, but he'll be like, all right. See bro. what this little bro can do. So, right, right. And then you know, man, I'm taking notes too, bro. So I'm looking at all the newspapers from the history, find out the lottery numbers. So I'm going back and I'm hitting the lottery on a monthly basis. <laughs> I'm be dangerous, bro. I'm gonna destroy Vegas with sports bettings. I'm gonna remember all the scores, all the stats. Damn, damn! I I'm, I'm, I'm making all the new inventions. Facebook, WhatsApp, IG. I'm you, creating you all control this, the world. I'm predicting all the tragic events. No, I'm gonna mess around. And be the goat human. No, for real. <laughs> no, that's the perfect name. The goat human. <laughs> the goat human. No, like, see, I ain't even think about it in that aspect of it. Where I'm killing the game. Oh yeah, bro. That's the. That's way more than thirty-four million. You make thirty-four million in the first two hours. You ten easily. I'm t- like I said. I'm gonna tell pops, hey man, you give me five dollars, ten dollars a week. Just go ahead, give me that up front. <laughs> we good, baby. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm making stuff happen tomorrow. Straight up, bro. I'm buying all the Bitcoin at when it's twenty-five cents, <laughs> bro. Oh my god, oh my god. But let me ask though. So, are you gonna wait till you start spending the money? Or you going you going right in at ten? Like, oh no, we getting popping. Oh, you getting okay? So yeah, you I'm dropping. Out. I don't need school. I'm good. Oh, you going straight in for real? Yeah, bro, pulling up. Damn. I'm making my own system. That is hilarious, dog. Hilarious. But you know, I always, you know, I guess you don't know until you get the money. You know what I mean? But I feel like I'm a pretty simple person anyway. I feel like I, I wouldn't be like crazy od with stuff. I'm not hard. very materialistic though. That's hard to say it over. It is because you don't know until you get it, right? But I really feel like I'd be helping people more than that. You know what I mean? For the I, most part. There's only think, so much I need. Yeah, I was gonna say I think that'll be one thing that'll be definitely different in my life and coping. Mm-hmm. Um people. You know, yeah. just on a normal basis, like because it's sometimes where you want to, but it's like damn. Like, yeah. you know, it's not I, the right time. Right, right. Definitely sending people to school and stuff like that. Just Absolutely. Just uplift their life. Absolutely. Yeah. But, man, so we've been out the game. So, I think we have missed two weeks. So, it's been a lot of news. It's, Whole it's bunch down. of news. Uh, but I'm going to pare it down to some of the major topics that, at least for us and our audience. Let's get to the news segment. All right. So Facebook, Instagram, and WhatsApp were down on, let's guess that's two Mondays ago now, for over six hours and caused a stir throughout the country. Uh, I ended up being my mom's tech support for at least four of those hours. So that you <laughs> <laughs> so can use Facebook Messenger to see her granddaughter since, you know, she's the only one with an Android and don't have uh, FaceTime. Gotcha, gotcha. But the reason the company gave for the outage was a bunch of nerd talk that I won't bore the listeners with. But um, I must say that this outage conveniently came after a whistleblower came forward and claimed to CBS News that Facebook could do more to protect against hate speech and misinformation. But they essentially prioritized profits over its users. Um, And so I believe the hurt to Mark Zuckerberg's pockets was almost $7 billion during this outage. That's $220,000 a minute, bro. Yeah. Bro, that's numbers. 
Big time, bro. The words of Larry June number. <laughs> so, yeah, man, I don't know. It, it does seem a little fishy, but here we are. Yeah, but you know what's crazy? I kind of, uh, you know, followed the story a little bit, too. Mm-hmm. And um, man, I saw a lot of people saying they didn't know how addicted they were to social media Dude. until that went out. That's crazy, right? That is insane. Like, people were literally, like, losing their mind. People, yeah, I saw, like, you know, I was even thinking, so you really think about young people, teenagers, you know, when you think about people who are addicted to these apps, social apps, or their phone. Mm-hmm. But there's a, there's like a, a group of people who are called seniors, and that's basically seniors. They're like, like merging the words seniors and teenagers together. Uh... And my mom kind of falls under this category. She isn't, she's not very tech savvy, but she's heavy like on Facebook. Like that's her little community. Like, you know, that's how she socializes. Gotcha. Um, You know, and so her phone is Facebook at this point. So she was thinking her something on her phone. She didn't even realize I think that was the app. Oh wow. Yeah. So, you know, I was even reading that people kept restarting their uh Wi-Fi, their routers, because they just thought it was actually the whole internet. So that's how much control this stuff has, man. A lot of people lost money because you can imagine the businesses that rely on these. That's so. Just bro, I just want to take a, a second for the listeners. Let's just picture we didn't have any more social media. They just want to stop it one day. Imagine that. Yeah, bro. This shit get weird, man. Oh my god, that sounds like yeah. another COVID epidemic. Yeah, I don't want to compare the two, but I'm just saying as far yeah, as there ain't no lives lost, but, yeah. right? Yeah. But we rely on this heavy for our social aspects, man. So it's crazy. Absolutely. Um, but moving on, man. Tesla was ordered by a federal jury to pay a former employee $137 million over accusations it ignored racist abuse that a black employee suffered while working at a Tesla factory. Wow. It's one of the largest, I think the largest payout due to um kind of any racial discrimination. That's major, though, bro. That is. That is. That's a lot of money, man. And that's just crazy. Like, did did, did, did the guy give a story? Like, has he, like... Um, Just from what I... I didn't get a chance to corroborate this, but from what I saw, he was Mm. being called, like, things like boy. Mm. um, And a lot of jokes and stuff like that. Um, And I saw some people was like, man, I'll sign up for that to get $137 million, but... Man, it's no telling what type of mental, mm-hmm. you know, games I played on that man. Right, right, right. Uh, but peace dude, to him. Yeah. But, but $137 million <laughs> don't sound bad, brother. I don't say he just signed up for a whole bunch of therapy sessions. I'm be good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I ain't trying to dispatch what he's going through, but y'all, yeah. just for the podcast purposes, $134 <laughs> don't sound bad. They keep it real. For real. All right. Uh, Bubba Wallace became the first black driver to win a NASCAR Cup Series race since 1963. Shout out to Bubba. There we go. Yeah. And you know Thanks what's crazy too, man? Um, mm-hmm. he, um, he went through a lot like the past two summers or last summer, I believe. Yeah, man. Had that weird thing in Alabama where he found a noose. The, the coincidence and they still don't know who put it there? Come on, man. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm happy for him, man. He took a big yeah. step just Trying to change yeah. that sport in general, which he did make a couple, you know, yeah, really good impact. moves. Yeah, yeah, so it's good to hear him winning one for sure. Right. I hope that, uh, you know, it's kind of the turn for him where he can keep winning, you know, stay yeah. up there. Yeah, it's not just a one-time thing. Right, right. Especially that Michael Jordan now 
it's his boss. So. Yeah, I heard yeah. about that. I thought that was so cool. Yeah, yeah, me too. Right, right. And I think that fits too. Like that, that goes with that. For sure. Uh, the Washington football team will officially retire the number 21 that was worn by Sean Taylor. Yes. Yeah, yes, man. yes. He Let me tell you. What's that? Oh, yeah, go ahead. I got a quick story, man. Um, uh-huh. I met Sean Taylor. Oh, yeah, I do remember that, bro. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, you went to the playoff game, right? Yeah, one of my favorite interactions with a with – a, uh, I won't say my favorite, but one of the, my favorite celebrities I met, man. He was just so down to earth. It was uh, – mm-hmm. When they played the Bucks in the playoffs, mm-hmm. and I don't want to, gosh, I, I, I don't want to say it. like this is the game that he got ejected out of. I don't know if you remember. Yeah, I do. Um, he, I think he um, got into a confrontation with Pittman, mm-hmm. and um, act, a good one. Yeah, you know. So, yeah. um, long story short, we end up uh, leaving the, the stadium early because uh, you know the game was pretty much over. You know. And the Bucks ended up uh, winning, if I'm not mistaken. And we went to the parking lot, and I look, and Sean Taylor was, like, in the parking lot, bro, with all the buses and just normal people and everything. And, like, I guess nobody recognized him. He had, like, a, like a, like a sweatshirt hoodie on, like the Washington, uh, the Washington football team hoodie on. Yeah. But, you know, you had to have access to this area, you know, if you knew a player or whatever, and we had – do some of the players mm-hmm. and uh bro down to earth spoke you know say how you doing uh he ended up knowing the uh the person i was with uh so that was pretty cool um they ain't seen each other in a while and you know he was just a really humble guy after being ejected from one of the biggest games of his life you know what i mean that's what's up. um so yeah just rest in peace sean taylor man i'm glad they all retired in his jersey now that's awesome mm-hmm. for sure for sure well, man, we're going to take a quick break before we get into the deep dives. Be right back. All right. All right, and we're back. So, man, slide into this culture talk. Let's get it. Culture talk. All right, man. John Gruden, NFL head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders, resigned after his emails were exposed. Whoever released these emails wanted John Gruden out of here and thought exposing a racist comment first would do the job. That comment being, quote, Damore Smith has lips the size of Michelin tires, end quote. Smith is an executive for the NFL Players Association and is black. Well, that didn't do the trick since you have black people like Mike Tirico and Tony, Tony Dungy caping for bullshit like this and offering forgiveness on the behalf of black people. Mm-hmm. The team nor the NFL was going to punish Gruden at all. But where there's smoke, there's fire. So, of mm-hmm. course, there was more inappropriate emails. And the email... That ended up being the coup de gras to Gruden's coaching career was him using the F word that rhymes with maggot and is mm-hmm. a slur against gays to describe the commissioner of the NFL. Mm-hmm. So to connect this all, the time in the Gruden situation was impeccable to Dave Chappelle's Netflix special, The Closer. Mm-hmm. So we'll play a clip from that special and then discuss whether Dave Chappelle had a legit point on the differences of public outrage when black people are offended versus when the LGBTQ community are offended. All right. All right, let's get it. The baby was the number one streaming artist until about a couple weeks ago. He took a nasty spill on stage and said some uh, said some wild stuff about the LBGTQ community uh, during a concert in Florida. Uh, now, you know I go hard in the paint, but even I saw that shit and was like, God damn, the baby. Ooh, he 
pushed the button, didn't he? He pushed the button. But I do believe, and I'll, and I'll make this point later, that, that the kid made a, a very egregious mistake. I will acknowledge that. But, you know, a lot of the LBGTQ community doesn't know the baby's history. He's a wild guy. He once shot a nigga and killed him in Walmart. Oh, this is true. Google it. The baby shot and killed a nigga in Walmart in North Carolina. Nothing bad happened to his career. <laughs> Do you see where I'm going with this? <laughs> in our country, you can shoot and kill a nigga. But you better not hurt a gay person's feelings. So, man, Dave brought up some great points. And the uh, John Gruden example worked so great. I almost wonder if Dave, like, released emails as a case study. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, I, I don't agree with Dave all the way. The example he shared with the baby was flawed. Uh-huh. He almost made it seem like the baby was just shooting another black man for sport. No, the baby legally defended himself. Had he not, he would have been locked up and his rap career would be over. And we can't act as if there have not been people that have gotten canceled over racist remarks and actions towards black people. Mm-hmm. But I think black people are either forgetful or more forgiving when you dig deep. The LGBTQ community keeps that pressure applied when they're offended. Ain't no letting up. Mm-hmm. Had the NFL treated a gay player the way they treated Colin Kaepernick, the result is different. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, yeah, a lot of black fans net with Cap. But after that wasn't the trendy thing to do anymore, a lot of us went back to watching, at first, just the highlights of games, mm-hmm. then watching just the second half of a game, mm-hmm. maybe buying a shirt and a hat of our favorite team. Mm-hmm. And, hell, now we back in the stadium full-time, sitting and cheering with the same people who are dropping slurs on cap. You know, I'm just keeping it a beam, bro. If oh, yeah. we want, You know, if we want the results that the LGBTQ community is getting, we have to talk with either our dollars or political power. I think about our minority groups, you know, our other minority groups that make it happen. You know, you got the Jewish the, uh, and the Cuban communities. Um, they strike fear in people. That's why you don't hear too much slander on their names because people know they'll they'll get your ass up out of here quick. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, I think we as a people, we're finally starting to make that turn. We just have a little further to go. And, you know, I think we could use these communities for the blueprint. But, I mean, what are, what are your thoughts? Do you think there's a big difference, you know, when the public outrage when it comes to black people being offended versus the LGBTQ community being offended? I mean, my take on it is this, bro. Like, I'm not going to lie. When, you know, I followed the baby closely. I followed him before he even got popping. You remember that? I mm-hmm. told you about him. Yeah. Because um, I went to, uh, you know, I went to college in North Carolina. That's where he's from. So we have been hearing about him. Um, and not saying that his grind didn't put him in position of where, you know, he was supposed to be, but just going off of what Dave said as far as in that particular part, I mean, the liberal popularity skyrocketed. I mean, it wasn't even a question, you know, mm-hmm. and going to the whole um, outrage when, you know, different communities that it affects, why are black people so forgiven? But my question is, like, is it our fault that we're this way? Or does, does this date back to a long, long time ago to where this was already implanted in Black people? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I can honestly say when it comes to, you know, Dave's comments, do I agree with him 100%? No. 
No, but do I agree with them uh, a lot, like 75%? I do. Because at the end of the day, man, it, it's a difference. And I don't know if people want to just don't want to face it, but it is. Now, how we conduct it can be definitely dealt, you know, can, can be dealt a little differently. But as far as in the just the black and white, just look at it on paper. Yeah, man, it's definitely a big outrage. I mean, in my opinion, not saying that it's right or wrong, but yeah. it is. It's just the reality of the truth. And I mean, I, we see crime all the time. Um, and it's like, I think that we are getting better when it comes to um, this stuff being seen, but is the real problem getting fixed when so, it comes to our community. Okay, so when Dave brought up this point about, you know, I guess there being more outrage when the LGBTQ community is offended versus mm-hmm. black people, um, did he just bring that up for knowledge or did he bring that up for something to be done about it? Um, I guess who are we pointing the finger at? It's not the LGBTQ community's fault for this that but the public's more outraged. I mean, but but my thing j- is, why are they coming after Dave? Though is my question. Like before all this even happened. Well, I mean, you listen to his other specials. I mean, yeah, okay, but I mean, he has some, yeah, some jokes, and while we're not offended because we're not part of that community, right? I'm not in the business of telling people who, how they, and when they should be offended or not. I agree with if that. you're offended, you're offended. You right. know what I mean? Right. And you should have you have a right to stand up for yourself. I agree. I agree. I just think like when it comes to just the really reality of black and white, um just like you said, he killed somebody in self defense. And the, I mean it was you know, it was public, but it wasn't the news that it got when he mentioned, you know, a word, not saying that it's right or wrong. But when he mentioned a word, that's when the outrage came. Now, what he, now what he said was wrong. I'm not talking about that part because yeah, he had a platform and that was he's very he was very. I don't know where he is now, but, but at see, that you point, said it. You said he had a platform during this time when the baby was in Walmart. He shot that guy. Yeah, he was known, but he wasn't known like he is now. Now, if the baby shot somebody in Walmart today, that would be even bigger. But it would still be the same result, though. That's what I'm saying. It's not, not going to get as much traction as with him saying what he said on that stage in Miami. I guarantee that. I mean, yeah, if he's just shooting for, if he's just shooting to kill someone, yeah, his career be over with. He'd be in jail. No, he did it in self defense. I'm saying, if he no, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. That's what makes it different, though. He was defending himself. But even I think. With him either going out and trying to hunt somebody down or with him just defending himself, I feel like the same public relation that goes out wouldn't be as big as what he said. Like, that'll be the biggest thing that will always attach to the baby no matter what he does, period. But people are going to forget he shot somebody. And so does that fall on the LGBTQ community for that? It doesn't. It doesn't. Okay. No, it doesn't. So, no. so I don't think we should, or not we, I don't know if Dave should be kind of pointing a finger or comparing them. They did it. They're just doing their thing. You know what I mean? But That's I think what I'm Dave saying. Black is, people, black uh, people, our community need to at least take some of the, their notes, take some notes from them, figure this out, 
so that, like I said, we could put apply the same pressure they're applying. But do you really think in reality we can apply the same pressure, even if we had the same funds, the same manpower, the same uh, marketing, everything the same? You think you still think it'll go through, G? I mean, I think at one point, and we'll touch on this even a little later down. I think you have to just it comes down to money and political power. But I'm saying if everybody had to if we were on an even platform where every community had the same money, same everything, political power and everything, you really think it'd be even at that point still. If we talk with our money, yeah. Yeah, I think so. If everybody had the same. Okay. At, at the same thing though. Yeah, I believe so. We can make change. If we talk with our money and we have and we use our political power strategically, yeah, I believe so. And that's what I don't want the listeners to get confused. I want this. It's just yeah. I see the reality of when it happens because we can't sit here and say we haven't tried to make an effort. I definitely don't want to say that because no, all no. the years that we put in, you know, it has to mean something. And it may be a slower grind, but I've learned the slower grind will always get you to the end result, which is the outcome. But you know, maybe we, I mean, some people look at it differently. So I just feel like end of the day, like you said, Dave shouldn't be pointing that at the LG, LGBT community at all. But at the same time, when it comes to just the black and white publicity over the same person, but two subject matters and getting different results based off of communities, I think that, that that's them. I guess so. I mean, I don't know. Like I said, I guess we would kind of disagree a little bit on it. I yeah, think yeah. I think the baby situation was a little different. Mm-hmm. You know, I think uh, I think this if the baby if you flip if you flip the the actions, so mm-hmm. the baby when he was less famous, mm-hmm. had he used the f word mm-hmm. in a small venue that he was performing at during these times, mm-hmm. the time that he shot the dude at Walmart. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he was performing the small clubs. Had he used the F word, mm-hmm. then uh, I don't think it would have as much traction as it would on a large platform like he was at Rolling Loud. Now, if you flip the action with the baby today, how big he is worldwide, known worldwide, he goes into a Walmart and shoots someone, I think it'll have a large, large viewing traction or whatever you want to say. But I my, just don't think you can compare the baby 2001, this happened 18, whatever, to the yeah. baby 2021. But my question is, why should that matter? You know what I mean? I know it does. I'm going to say, it, what it, has you mean? it has to. Yeah. But like, when you go to the core, like, he's more famous. Past the human stuff, like, why does that even matter? It should be the, to me, it should be the, not, I mean, it, it should be everyone, we say everyone should be treated equally, right? Yeah, but one one action was legal. Was it didn't offend anyone? Another action offended a lot of people, and it was bad energy around it. That's but, another thing. <laughs> but was it illegal? And I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying this is right. No, no, it was. Yeah, action. I'm not saying him using the f word was illegal, or the I don't know if he used the f word. The slurs he used was illegal. Yeah, but it was it was offensive. Correct. And it hurt people. It hurt a large group of people. And it was done on a large platform. So him my question a dude, is, him why, shooting, yeah, why doesn't it finish. hurt? Okay, go ahead. Him shooting a dude in self-defense at Walmart is legal. It might just hurt that guy's family, but it, that guy that was killed was 
he was doing something to harm the baby. What? What's wrong with that? He but, should his career his career should he should not be canceled for defending himself. So he should be canceled. And like I can say I'm not saying that this is wrong or right, but he should not. He, nobody should be canceled. But he should. Yeah, be, I'm gonna say no one should be. Yeah. Canceled. Oh, yeah. Right, right, right. But, but I can understand why he got canceled. I can too. I'm just asking the question of why is it not a why aren't people outraged when another black man dies? I'm sure people are mad, but I'm not mad for him rightfully defending himself. Like I said, now if he's just hunting this dude down for sport, yeah, I'm pissed off. That ain't right. That's illegal. But he legally defended himself. There's even video to show. You can find a video online if you're yeah, yeah. bored enough. Right. And so that's why there's no outrage behind it. Why would you be mad at someone legally defending themselves? He just minding I mean, business with his kid and some dude approaching with bad intentions. There's nothing wrong with that. But I just don't understand. Like, so we can just go to a whole when, and we can just talk about the baby since we're on the subject. The 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 tour that he went on and the 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 number of things that happened. And like I said, y'all know the baby, one of my favorite artists. But it's like when those things happen, when he got in trouble. It wasn't a big outrage about that. And that's the part that I just don't understand where it made news. He did something that was questionable. But I'm sure he lost fans. It's just like the outrage is so different, which I'm just trying to gather and understand of why it's different. That's all. Yeah, and I know I, I know yeah, it's I different. I'm, yeah. Yeah, I'm huh? just I'm just looking at the two cases that Dave used for the baby. They're just totally different because, like I said, one, he offended some people, and the other, he didn't. He just defended himself. He, it was a legal action. Gotcha. That's all I was saying. But I'm going to play another clip of Dave kind of expounding on the whole topic of uh, him kind of just wishing that, I guess, the black community could have kind of copied the blueprint of the gay community. So let me play that really quick. Okay. You guys are confusing the emotions. You think I hate gay people, and what you're really seeing is that I am jealous of gay people. Oh, I'm jealous. I'm not the only black person that feels this way. We blacks, we look at the gay community, and we go, God damn it, look how well that movement is going. Look how well you are doing. And we've been trapped in this predicament for hundreds of years. How the fuck are you making that kind of progress? I can't help but feel like if slaves had baby oil and booty shorts, we might have been free a hundred years sooner. You know what I mean? Lastly, on this topic, man. So you and I, we, you know, we have different opinions. Uh, someone on Dave using the LGBT community to hammer home his point on the injustices faced by the black community. Mm -hmm. um, you kind of understand him using the, I guess, the LGBTQ community to to validate his point where I didn't. Um, but uh, I'm putting another... Um, huh? No, 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 no. I was saying, oh, no, I got, I got what you mean. Okay, then. So I'm going to play one more clip, and then we'll come back and talk about that. Okay. Any of you who have ever watched me know that I have never had a problem with transgender people. If you listen to what I'm saying, clearly, 
My problem has always been with white people. I have been arguing with the whites my entire career. Go back, go back tonight after the show. Watch every special I did on Netflix. Listen to everything I ever said about that community. I'll go through them. I said, how much do I have to participate in your self-image? I said, you shouldn't discuss this in front of black people. I said, I know niggas in Brooklyn that wear high heels just to feel safe. I asked you, why is it easier for Bruce Jenner to change his gender than it is for Cassius Clay to change his name? Listen to what I'm saying. I'm not even talking about them. I'm talking about us. And they don't listen. It's very annoying. I watched all the previous specials and, you know, I agree with them. I thought his points were made to educate white people. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I I thought that was the main, that was, that was the main focal point of, of his rant. Mm-hmm. But I also thought the LGBT community, community caught some strays along the way. That community stood up to Dave and told him they didn't like it, and they came at him. Mm-hmm. To me, that pissed Dave off, and he wanted to go in on that community. And this is why I think there was an agenda of some sorts. My thing is, we as Black people, we don't need to step on any other marginalized community to come up. What we're going through has, doesn't have anything to do with the LGBTQ community. Mm-hmm. Our oppressors don't come from that community as a whole. Mm-hmm. It comes from the laws and culture that was created from day one by white Americans. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that still persists in today's society. Mm-hmm. Anyone who doesn't agree with that is just being willfully blind. Mm-hmm. So, so my thing is, we need to give all our focus, attention, and energy to the white community first. Mm-hmm. Show up some deficiencies in our own community if we want to get the equality that we're in search of. Right. The gay community, like I said, has nothing to do with this. They're not holding us back. I love Dave Chappelle. That brother is a genius. Mm-hmm. But I don't think he had to mention LGBTQ community at all to expose injustices that black people go through. To me, that was uh, that was a personal beef he had with them. Mm-hmm. And now I see some black people kind of latching on to that fight. And I would just say, like, let's not be distracted from who our real opponent is here. Gotcha. When you broke that down like that, because um, we talked about it a little bit earlier this week, yeah. I, I, I thought about it in that aspect of it, and it definitely makes sense. It definitely does. And it definitely made me come full circle to where, um, like you said, like, who was the the you know the fight really against? Mm-hmm. Um, and the only part, like, you know, I you know I, I I gotta give it a little turmoil. Yeah, um, Dave's an entertainer. Okay, you know, and yeah, this isn't. I mean, like I said, I don't know what he had behind him, so I can't say that. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, we gotta remember this is his job. This is how he make money. This is yeah. how if it's not funny, it's not he won't get paid. So I'm not saying that that's a stepping stone to make money. Mm-hmm. But we still have to bring consideration, and I know y'all say he got a platform and all he has to have responsibilities. But end of the yes. day, he's an entertainer, and I know we talked about this on a couple episodes ago about being a creator and you mm-hmm. know that whole segment. So um, I can, I definitely can come full circle and come around and say definitely, you know, you open my eyes to, hey, you know what? It's definitely not about that community in specific, but yeah. it's about 
you know, um, we have to redirect our direct. We have to redirect our energy to where it's supposed to be. Let me put it that way. Yeah, exactly. Um, and you know, I get it, man. You know, hey, I was a chubby kid running a mile back in middle school days. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you never want to come in last, okay? Right. So, I wasn't worried about beating being number one. Mm-hmm. I just knew my competition was the other fat kid that wasn't going to beat me. <laughs> you know? Right. So, I was going to do all I had to do to beat him. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> yeah. in this case, man, this isn't a zero-sum game. We don't have to step on other, like I said, marginalized, no press communities to come up. Gotcha. You know? If anything... Shit, like I said, we could learn from them. Maybe even link up. You know what I'm saying to, to really get what we need to get. But I don't know, man. Like I said, I I still enjoyed the special. I know mm-hmm. that isn't a popular take. Right. Um, I know that. I feel like if you, they if you really kind of watch the whole thing, um, with a non-critical eye, mm-hmm. I think there's a lot to be learned. And I think that he even kind of brought some things together at the end there. That story mm-hmm. that he told about his friend who was a a transgender. Mm-hmm. Um, damn, that really was. Uh, yeah, you know, I don't want to spoil alerts, but damn, that really touched me. So it's just about having grace at the end of the day and all this, man. And that's why I say what I said at the beginning about him being an entertainer. Mm-hmm. He, he finished off with that, you yeah. know. And yeah. I think like uh, Dave is uh, he's a mastermind. Yeah, man. When it comes to comedy, yeah, he is. And he now, is. like I said, he got other things he can work on, just like anybody else in the world. Word. But I feel like at the end of the day, he's an entertainer. And he came back to that segment at the end. Yeah. And I'm glad you pointed that out because at the end of the day, he's conscious of what's going on and what he's doing. Yeah, he um, is. So, you know. And, I, yeah, and I, I'm with you on the entertain, entertainment piece. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there's still a responsibility because like I said, I have been seeing where a lot of black people are starting to kind of rise up and been like, especially after this John Gruden stuff, mm-hmm. it got it got kind of nasty. Mm-hmm. You know, black people saying, damn, like they only we only get results when gay people get their feelings hurt. And it's like, damn. We yeah. should we shouldn't we shouldn't really be focusing on them. You know, they're not yeah. they're not the enemy here. No, you got you got a point. Yeah. I told you. Yeah, you got so a there's point. some responsibility Dave has to take on that because I said I feel like Dave's beef is personal with that community just because they came at him and it pissed him off. But I think we done beat that horse dead <laughs> to death. There we go. But uh off topic a little bit, man. Yeah. Just going back to that John Gruden email. Could you imagine what Dabo Sweeney or one of these SEC coaches' emails look like? Bro. Probably, bro. probably think you're reading a script from 12 Years of Slave or something. Like, I don't, and, and that's the scary part. I know they sweating right now. I bet you delete, delete, delete. Dude, they delete out everything. They, I know they are. And that's the crazy thing where the SEC different. Like, that's the straight South. Like, that's Alabama, yeah. South Carolina. North Carolina. Straight up. So, yeah, that's a whole different... Uh, we need to have a whole segment on, on uh, college coaches. Yeah, for real, bro. <laughs> so, get real there. Well, let's get into these Man Cave Chronicles, man. Let's, Switch it up. Let's go ahead and get it, man. You know, that's my favorite part of the day. All right. So, bro, how do you feel about your lady... Well, now your fiance. There we go. <laughs> having male friends that you don't necessarily know well or have a relationship with. Oh, uh, 
Uh, that's kind of crazy that you actually bring that up. Uh, Cause I actually had to deal with that at the beginning when we first started. Um, one of her, uh, well, her best friend is a male. Okay. And, uh, yeah, that was the first thing that I kind of was like, you know, that was different for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but definitely, you know, I adapted to it just off the fact of trusting her, of who she was. Yeah. Um, she really gave me that comfort. Um, and I, I had actually, I still never met him to this day because uh, he lives in a different state. But, uh-huh. um, but it was one of those unique situations where they became friends, like when they were younger, and um. You know, they just, you know, they talked every day and stuff like that. I'm I'm not going to come in and mess that up. Like, that's not even, that's, I think that would be so selfish to do. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, my personal experience with it, like, I'm, I was cool with it. Like I said, at first, when I first got it, it was like, oh, wow, I've never been in a situation like this. Mm-hmm. But uh, but ultimately, it was, um, you know, I think she, she made me feel comfortable. And that was the okay. biggest thing for me. I think for anybody where as long as you make that person feel comfortable and trustworthy, yeah. Um, and then you're secure about yourself. I think that's another big one too. Yeah, because yeah, I'm like, you know, um, you know, if, if you have those insecurities, then you gonna worry. Is and, her friend straight? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yep, you yep. Uh, ever had a conversation with him or anything? I had a conversation when we first started talking. Okay. Um, like year one or two or something. One one of the times, but uh, it was brief. Um, okay. You know, and then it was just like, you know, what's up? Whenever you know he called or whatever. And, like I said, she just made the situation comfortable in the beginning to mm-hmm. where when time did, you know, uh, evolve, it was more like, oh, okay, so that's, you know, that's who that is. So. I got you, I got but, you. Yeah, but no, yeah, it's funny that you say that, man, but I, I, I didn't have a personal issue with it at all. Yeah. Uh, but what about you? Well, I mean, I know that's... Yeah, I, I man. Actually, Yeah, so, you know, I believe platonic relationships are possible um so my wife and i both have very close friends of the opposite gender mm-hmm. uh in fact you met him uh he was her gentleman of honor yep and yep. and then at our wedding um so i guess i should run it back my wife had a gentleman of honor for her wedding and i had a best lady in mm-hmm. our wedding he was, <laughs> yep. my, he was my best man so yep. you know uh with that being said i also know guys man a lot right. of them are slimy and just kind of positioning themselves for the kill. Of course. Just kind of waiting on that one moment of vulnerability to pounce. Of course. Um, but because I trust my wife completely, I'm cool with her having male friends. Um, but there's definitely got to be boundaries. Right. Um, you know, like they don't ever need to be talking about me or our marriage. Right. You know, and he needs to respect the man law boundaries. You know, I don't got to give too many more details. Not you know, at all. You know what I'm saying? Not at all. Um, but I also prefer he be in a serious relationship, too. Yeah, yeah. I like that. And actually, uh, uh, hers was. So that's another mm-hmm. thing that I left out that made me comfortable as well, too. That's a great point. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I also like, so, like, she was friends with him before y'all got in a relationship. So to me, that's different. Like my wife was, you know, she treat, she called him her brother. So that yeah. was best friends before our relationship. So like you said, that would be like hella selfish for me to come in and, you know, right. yeah. But I just think, mm-hmm. I think that shows like insecurities too. On that it do. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, it do. It do. Cause if you yeah. know what you're supposed to do, then I don't think like, what you got to worry about. Right. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. Because if you if she want to do anything, she you know there's a whole bunch of opportunities and free time to do it. So. Right, right, yeah. right. That's but that's a really good question. Like I said, that's actually a, 
Somebody to deal with that, you know, a couple months, oh, not a couple months, a couple years ago. So, right. yeah, man, good question. Right. Good man, Cave Chronicles question. Solid, solid. So, uh, let's go on and get into this family business, man. This is family business. So, when it comes to the vaccine and masks, there's a line mm. drawn right down the middle. Democrats mm. and Republicans, Bloods and Crips. Two weeks ago, we discussed the Andrew Wiggins and Kyrie Irving situation, mm-hmm. and you were on the side that you felt these guys were being forced to get the vaccination, and right. I felt the opposite. Right. Well, Andrew Wiggins went on ahead and got vaxxed, mm-hmm. but Kyrie still remains unvaccinated, mm-hmm. and after initially allowing him to practice and be around the team, the Nets have now told Kyrie to stay away from the team altogether. Yeah. Um, so Kyrie will be losing his um, his salary for the year, mm-hmm. um, and they actually the Nets were going to extend him a uh, give him an extension for 186 million dollars, but they have now took that off the table as well. So that's uh, gonna, but that's my thing. Oh, well, okay, you know. Also, let's let me play a clip real quick of Kyrie's reaction. Okay, and then uh, we'll come back. All right. Make these convictions yourself. Like, I got to make these myself. Because it's going to continue to revolve around this and that. And, yo, you're going to lose out on money. And you're going to lose out on this. Like, so what? It's not about the money, baby. It's not always about the money. It's about choosing what's best for you. You think I really want to lose money? You think I really want to give up on my dream to go after a championship? You think I really just want to give up my job? You think I really just want to sit at home and 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 not go after the things with my teammates that I, I've been able to to grow with, to learn with, to learn that it takes sacrifice in this space because we could be easily at home chilling with our families, but we're choosing to go out there and perform, you know. And even in that job, like that, that's a dream come true. I've been working on that since I was in fourth grade. You think I want to give up my livelihood because of a mandate, because I don't have accommodations, because I'm unvaccinated? Come on. I'm not going to be used as an as as a person in this agenda. You know, like I I'm not I'm not even going to speak on that. I'm just saying like it should be not it should not be divided amongst all of us. It should just be understood and respected. And mind you, once again I'm going to repeat this is not about the Nets, it's not about the organization, it's not about the NBA, it's not politics, it's not any one thing. All right, so, you know, you can see Kyrie's just saying like, you know, it's not about the money. So, you can't help but respect this decision. All he right. believes in something, and he's standing by it 100% and is willing to deal with the results of his choice. You know, um, I had a an old coworker hit me up and called Kyrie one of the most selfish people on earth. Um, you know, I'm not willing to go that far because he's done some super generous things. Like, you know, he purchased a home for the family of George Floyd. Mm-hmm. Um, he donated $1.5 million to help cover the lost salary of WNBA, player, WNBA players mm-hmm. who uh, decided to sit out and do social justice work in their community. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, he paid tuition for, I think it was like nine or 10 HBCU students. And that's just to name a few of the things he's done. So, you know, I wasn't willing to go that far. Right. Um but, you know, I know that was kind of bugging you about, you know, the Nets essentially kind of withdrawing the extension and telling them to stay that away is, from the team. man. Like, that is just such, like, that is bizarre to me. Like, I don't but, understand. What should they do, though? Think of something else. But that ain't it. You're going to take, bro, you taking this man's livelihood away from him. 
because of and remember everyone can still get it now i'm not saying i'm against or not against the vaccine i'm not saying that i'm talking about Kyrie's situation in specific you can't like i don't feel like it's right to take away something from somebody that everyone can still get in Kyrie's profession I know but you're more protected, but what's like you you can still catch a cold, like you said. Anyone can still catch cold. Yeah, so, yeah, that's true. Um, but Kyrie, he didn't even say anything about the money. He said he's good on that. Well, well I'm, I'm why, just why saying, would you be well, upset about it? Even letting them play, but I'm, I'm talking about the love of the game for him. Where this man love what he do, and you tell him he can't do it because of. Like I said, everybody can get it. A bias of, hey, this is what we think you should do based off of results of or tests or, you know, studies or whatever the case is. Even though everyone can still get the same thing. You may have it a little worse, Kyrie. So everybody can still get it. But we're going to take everything away from you because you're not doing what basically what we tell you to do. You're not taking everything from him. I mean, like I said, if he really, if he really if he really doesn't want to get the vaccine, he could just go start his own league, something like that. He'd come to Texas or Florida, any of those southern states. They'd be happy to have him. Mm. I mean, there's, like I said, he he's he's standing by it 100%, so that's why I, I respect it. But people that are kind of having both feet in, mm-hmm. they don't, like, if you don't want to play by the rules, you don't play at all, right? But Whose rule is that? The state of New York, right? Right. So this they they play in other states, but because yeah. he's not doing what y'all want him to do in that particular state, because if he was in another state, it wouldn't be no problem. Yeah, I guess until they played in New York, California, one of these other states that mandated and I'm it. I'm pretty sure any other team in America. Would take Kyrie and just leave him for those games. Hopefully, they don't play what you call in the finals. I don't know, bro. If teams would want this headache at this point, I ain't gonna lie. The man and cause problems in Cleveland and Boston. So I'm I pretty don't know. sure. I'm pretty sure Michael Jordan I, and the Charlotte Bobcats who lost by 75 to take a chance. But that's he just come my to Orlando. Show come to Orlando. the O2. Nah, man. So you know, like I said, I wasn't going to call him, like, the most selfish person ever or whatever, you know. I'm not going to get bent out of shape about any of this because, mm. you know, I think we should have the right to do whatever we please with our bodies. Right. But I can't agree that Kyrie's being selfish to his teammates, NBA family, and then society with his decision. So I hear you. You keep saying, you harping on, you know, you can get this shot and you can still get COVID. Yes. Yes, that's facts. But it's also... You know, based on what I've seen through science, it's also facts, too, that people that are not getting vaccinated, they're one, they're filling up hospitals more at a rapid pace. So now when all the emergency rooms are filled and all the beds are filled, people who have, I don't know, heart attacks or others, you know, medical needs. Now they can't go to the hospital. Now, had these a lot of a lot of these people been vaccinated, they wouldn't need the hospital if they had contracted COVID. Also, there's mutations of this virus because a lot of these people who are not being vaccinated are getting these getting COVID, and they're 
and the COVID virus within them is mutating into other strands. So that's, to me, that's more of a selfish decision regarding society. That's different, bro. I don't know, man. That, and then uh, his team has a real shot winning the championship this year. Of course, you're right. I think they could, they could possibly do it without him, too. I but so, he honest. could help, yeah. But he could be a big help. Man. And, and like I said, I don't. if he doesn't want to do it, that's cool, man. I Honestly, I'm all for him. But you can't have both feet in. Don't say you want to come and eat at my restaurant, but, you re- but you're not respecting my sign of shirt and shoes. No service. That's, I don't know. We're gonna, we're gonna agree, agree to disagree on that one. Yeah, man. But um, just to kind of touch on that, man. Mm-hmm. Um, but based on all of that, I have a two-part question for you. Uh huh. First, do you think that we're getting to the point where we should be open about our vaccination status so that people can choose whether or not they want to be amongst those that are or not vaccinated? And second, to make this more personal. Are you okay having unvaccinated people around your family? Um, part one of the question. Um, I mean, if somebody asks you, I think you know you should be able to just tell them. I mean, I think that's just out of respect. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't think I see any problems with that. Okay. Um, especially if someone asks you, you know. Okay. And and they're they're asking you based off of a genuine, you know, con- concern. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I mean, me personally, I wouldn't mind if you're talking about me. I yeah. wouldn't mind just saying, "Hey, either you know, yay or nay." Okay. Um, and then, um, part two of the question. Um, it's a little tricky for me, man. No, not Mister Freedom. Yeah, that's tricky. But at the same time, I'm not stopping anybody from from. Like, I wouldn't stop anybody. And like I said, God's grace that everybody around me, like, uh, internally, they are uh, vaccinated. But, I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't stop anyone. Say, hey, are you vaccinated? You can't come in the house. Like, I don't think I'm one of those kind of people. I wouldn't turn, really? you, away. I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't turn you away from my house. Just, okay. Yeah. Now, you're going to have on a mask and all that stuff. And you're going to have precautions, um, which I think those, that's why oh, those are in place. Oh, they still have to wear a mask? Yeah, if they, if they say that, yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, even to this day, um, Simone, like, if she going to, like, a foreign place, even though it is, family, yeah. she'll put a mask on, like, in a heartbeat. Oh, but, I can see her. I wasn't sure if you was an anti-vaxxer and anti-masker. I'm just trying yeah. to feel your pulse here, bro. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm not. I'm not uh, vaccinated. <laughs> I said it, but... Number one and number two, y'all. Uh, I'll put on a mask. Do I forget? Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. Heck yeah, I forget. But um, but yeah, she, she I ain't got no choice around her. She gonna make it clear, like yeah, hey, bro, wear your mask. At? Put it on. Yeah, that's good though. She needs to, especially because you guys have young kids too. You know, that's exactly. a game changer. I agree. I totally you know? agree. And also, they, you um, have a, a mom who's you know older, senior. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't think she's seen it yet, but you know. Oh she, boy, if she, if she, she got that, yeah, but she got to be protected, you know. Of course, of course, of course. So those are very. I know. I just know how important those that group of people are. So that's why I kind of asked you that question just to see where where you were at with it. And it's still something that you know we're still thinking about, and you know it's still, yeah. um, you know, you know we're it's definitely a conversation at least a couple times a week. 
Right, sure. right. We talk about it. But, yeah. Um, it's just nothing that's – it's not anything rushed. I would say yeah. That, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, um, what, what about you, kinda, you, though? Oh, no, I'm not bad. No, you good. I was going to say, was there anything you kind of waiting on or you – um, I would say no. I just think my soul will tell me when. I know that's that may sound cliche, but I always listen to that, and it's like, I mean, you know, I was on, you know, this. I want to make sure, you know, she's comfortable too, and I want to make a mm-hmm. decision together. I don't want it just to be no, yeah. you know, what I think. You know, I think yeah. that'd be selfish. So, you yeah. know, it, I think it's really those two things that. Really like the was why it hasn't happened yet, but okay, all right. Um, but to answer your question, so you know, of course, I would rather that me and my family only be around vaccinated people. Uh Um, and you know, like we mentioned, while vaccinated people can still contract COVID, I know that firsthand the experts tell us that vaccine reduces a person's chances of not only contracting it but also spreading the um. The cases of COVID nineteen. Uh-huh. So, in my opinion, and for me, for uh-huh. me with my my family situation, uh-huh. it would be borderline neg- negligent and irresponsible of me not to do everything possible to protect my family and myself. Of course. So, if it's something that's within my control, then you know, best we don't make decision that best protects me and mine because I have to live with that outcome. Right. You know. So. I know, man, like, if anything happened, and I, even if it wasn't my fault, if I knew I could have had a hand in probably turning that situation around, it would mm-hmm. kill me, bro. I feel you on that, though. I you do. know? And yeah. this isn't me pushing the vaccine on people, you know, because especially people close to me, because, you know, if you like yourself, you don't want to get it. I support you, man. Right. You know? And I appreciate that. I really you know? Do. Um would I like to see you get it? You know, when the time's right, because you know I don't want anything to happen to my dog. Right, right, right. You know, I get it, but um, I appreciate it. Yeah, like I said, so I'm not pushing on anyone, but if I have close ones that want to be in intimate spaces with me and my daughter, right? You know, I want to know your your vac status so that I know how to proceed around you. You know what I mean? Like I said, Absolutely. You mask up if you ain't whatever. You know, right. Um, and and that's you why know, I said my, that I want to. Mm-hmm. It, it should be open question, like you know, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know, my daughter's old enough, man. I just want her to know that I did everything possible to set her up for life and protect her life. So that's how I'm really kind of moving with this stuff. And she'll appreciate that, too. And I like that. I hope so. Yeah. And like I said, you know, nobody's point is right or wrong. No. That's what I I love about the show. Yeah. Um, You know, do what's best for you, man. Right. You and yours. Absolutely. And vice versa. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Straight up, bro. Man, this was a real uh, agree to disagree show today, man. Yeah, man. Well, you know, we had a lot, a lot of content. We missed a week, so we had to catch up. But I love it though, man. That's, that's, yes, that's, that's definitely a definitely a big step. And I know, um, I know we got some more exciting episodes coming up soon. I know you got some stuff we've been talking about. So already, uh, already, y'all make sure y'all stay tuned because it's about to really heat up. Y'all thought this was on cheese. <laughs> So let's get any shout outs, man, and get up out of here. Uh first and foremost, man, shout out my new fiance, man. I can uh, I can say that hey. officially. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, Simone. And uh I'm excited to see what's gonna transpire and what's gonna happen. And uh, you know, we got a lifetime ahead of us, man. So I'm just kinda now excited to see 
uh, what's next. And um, y'all know I'm full of big announcements. So, you know, I'm going to say I got a couple more episodes and I got <laughs> another one for y'all. And then um, shout out Mom Dukes, of course. You know, uh, shout out my brother Marcel. He's been holding it down. His fiance Mackenzie as well. Yeah, yeah. And then going to my, uh, you know, oh, shout out my babies, Zachariah and Zariah. Let me not forget. Um, but then going to like the media side, man. Shout out them Buccaneers, man. They on uh, five and one right now. And uh, <laughs> cooking. That's all I can say. Uh, so I'm going to leave it at that, man. I bet, man. What, what you got for me this week? Bro, I'm going to just shout out you, man. Oh, man. I'm the man year, of the hour for real. Man, this year is turning out to be real special for you, bro. You and your family. And, uh, you know, I'm just excited and happy for you, my boy. I appreciate it, so, man. I, I appreciate got, it. Yeah, man. I ain't got much else to add. And, you know, of course, shout out to the listeners and supporters. Um, that's all I got for you, brother. So, man, I'll sign I appreciate off. it. All right, man. I got you, baby. So, our <laughs> sign off message this week comes by way of Steve Jobs on not settling. Soak in that game, and we'll be back to Kate Flavin next week. I'm convinced that the only thing that kept me going was that I loved what I did. You've got to find what you love, and that is as true for work as it is for your lovers. Your work is going to fill a large part of your life, and the only way to be truly satisfied is to do what you believe is great work. And the only way to do great work is to love what you do. If you haven't found it yet, keep looking and don't settle. As with all matters of the heart, you'll know when you find it. And like any great relationship, it just gets better and better as the years roll on. So keep looking. Don't settle. Thank you, thank you. It has been another episode of Washed Up Boys. It's your boy C. Rose. It's your boy KG. And we appreciate you tuning in. Make sure you follow, like, subscribe, tell your mama, tell your brother, tell your cousin, tell your... Gee, I ain't forgetting nobody, right? You all good, my brother. Alright, man. So tune in next week. We're gonna have another crazy episode. And we are out. Peace!